questions, but I want to continue tonight um, talking to you about why membership matters. Amen. Why church membership matters. Amen. Um, last week we we talked about some things, right? We talked about the fact that God has transferred us out of the what the domain dominion of darkness. He transfers us from a dark place. Amen. He transfers us from a dark place and he brings us into the kingdom. Amen. Now, I want I want to tell you something. I want you to write this down somewhere. We got to remind ourselves that we are kingdom people. Amen. As as believers, we are classified as kingdom people. Now, last week I I, I dealt with one verse and, and I want to go back to that verse tonight because I, I, there's something that I that I had to hurry up and deal with. And, you know, I know we're not in a rush, but uh, here, here's the thing I want to say to you. When the pandemic started, we were put into a situation where we were no longer allowed or even we, we had no access to the church building the place where we come for worship fellowship discipleship spiritual maturity and ministry nothing catches God by surprise now you have to decide in your own heart what type of church member you're going to be and then how important church membership is now remember I want to say this I believe this and I'm saying this tonight and I hope y'all walk with me tonight that I don't believe that church membership is optional come on and say amen with me I, I, I just believe as a Christian that this is not an optional portion of my life this is a necessary part of my life that church membership matters and it matters on all kinds of fronts because let me say this to you I, I was I went back and I revisited I revisited that that piece that piece when, when we were talking about last week right I, 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 let, let's go there Ma- Matthew chapter uh, 16 I believe And 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 eighteen, right? But but I want to go to I want to go to verse nineteen. I started, but I, I just felt like a I had to tell somebody something tonight. I, I want to let you know that you know I talked about the the black card, right? Having having access. Y'all remember that? But I want to talk to somebody here tonight that I believe that you are. You are you have been imprisoned. Come on, somebody. You have been locked up. <laughs> and then the pandemic didn't make it any better because now the pandemic caused you to, to, to distance yourself from the place of freedom. So you didn't just decide to come to church. 
God knew where to send you and God knew where to place you and God transferred you in. This was a six, tell your neighbor, a successful transfer. Come on, somebody. You ever transfer money from one account to another account? It happens just like that, right? But when you come into the kingdom, you got to understand that with a kingdom, kingdom life is different than the way you used to do it. Are you with me? Sunday we talked about we talked about uh, breaking the cycle of negative speaking, and 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 I believe that the church plays a part in your development as a believer because you have to learn how to live differently on earth because God has transferred you from the domain of darkness. Come on and help me somebody. And and not only has he not only has he transferred you from the domain of darkness, but he has placed you in his kingdom with a kingdom purpose. So we are in essence God's representative on earth. Amen. While we await his second coming. Does everybody know that Jesus is coming back? Anybody, anybody familiar with that? It's called the second coming of Christ. And let me help you with something. Pay attention to what's happening in Israel right now. Because what's happening in Israel is part of the prophecy that has been prophesied in the book of Revelation. Watch this. So you and I need to pay close attention to what's happening over there. Do I have anybody tonight? Now, now I say this to you because I want you to know that when Jesus comes back, he's coming back for a church. Come on and help me. He's coming back for a people. He's not going to take the building. He's going to take the people. Right? And, and here's the thing. And many of us struggle with church membership because we, we, we have an expectation about membership. I don't know what you're trying to get out of the membership, but here's the thing. As a blood-bought believer, you got to understand that you have access to all the resources that God has, watch this, in his kingdom. Do I have anybody? Watch this, watch this, watch this. People today, I believe that we have taken church membership and what we have done is we have turned it into something other than what it's supposed to be. You hear me? So some people go to church, they want to feel good. Some people go to church and they want to, you know, they want to be acknowledged. They want to be appreciated. They want, you know, there's a lot of different elements that people are looking for when they come to church. But I want to tell you something. I thank God that he took a wretch like me. Amen. And he placed me in his kingdom. And guess what? I have no complaints. You know why? Because I could be where I was. But I thank God that whatever he gave me, whatever he put before me, I was willing to go wherever he wanted me to go. I was willing to do whatever he wanted me to do. Listen, in church, it's about gratitude. I believe it's about having an attitude of, man, God has been, anybody here, God has been good to you? Oh, just a few, y'all. Okay, I said, okay. Any of you, God has been good to you? No, 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 no. Anybody here, God has been good to you? 
Now I'm sitting down. Y'all playing with me. Listen. Has God been good to you? Y'all ain't trying to hear me. And I'm talking about, look, so good that when you should have been dead and gone, when your life should have just fallen apart and you crumbled, watch this, God stepped right on in. And then, watch this though, watch this though. The, the, one, the part I want to show you is this. We, I told you last week, the moment you step out the doors of the church, hell's door is waiting for you. The gates are open to hell and you step right in the fire. You ever leave church and from the time you leave church, you get into this big old argument. You get into this, this whole bunch of mess, right? Because Satan already knows that you don't know that. Amen. Because you won't acknowledge it. And sometimes we get so caught off guard, I call it getting blindsided. And many a times we get blindsided as believers. But what we got to realize is this. You got to learn, tell your neighbor, you got to learn how to regroup. Because if you don't regroup, you're going to keep on resenting the fact that you have been part of this. Do I have anybody? Because let me tell you why. Because with membership, not only do you have blessings, but with membership comes responsibility. You have a responsibility as a church member. I'm going to say it one more time. You have a what? A responsibility as a church member. Now, if you only show up when things are good or bad, I'm sorry, when things are bad, people don't show up when they're good. When things are bad, then you are not being a responsible church member. Are you with me? Watch this now. Watch this. Matthew 16 verse verse 19. Jesus says, I will give you the keys to the what? To the kingdom. The kingdom is not of this world. But visibly, the local church is a visible prototype. Watch this, of what the kingdom is like. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to do a memorial service for a, a man. And, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to paint a picture of what heaven is going to be like. You see, heaven is going to be a worship service. So you might as well get ready. I wish I had somebody. The Bible says day and night we will be worshiping our Savior. It's going to be a praise party Every single day. There'll be no weeping. There'll be no pain. There'll be no bills. There'll, there'll, come on somebody. There'll be no worries. There'll be, listen, it will be, amen, a praise situation daily. So may I ask you to do something for me? You have to start preparing here on earth for the praise party that you're getting ready to go to. Are you with me? Watch this though. Watch this though. He says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And, and, and I want to ask, I want to share this with you tonight. It is as important as a Christian, as a church member, that you realize, watch this, that you realize that it's your responsibility to be present in the kingdom. To be 
present. I'm gonna say it one more time. Let me say it. here's the thing. If you got the keys and I'm waiting to get in, how I'm gonna get in? <laughs> if you're not available. If you're not accessible, if you're not approachable, do you not know that your life could either stop someone from coming to Jesus or could help them get to Jesus? I want to say to somebody here today, you are living in a prison of your own mind and you are caught up in thoughts that don't belong to Jesus Christ. And what you got to do is you got to take them keys that you got tucked away. You know, sometimes we hide. I never forget when I got a safety deposit box. I hid the key for myself. Still haven't found it. I had to pay $150 to get them to drill, <laughs> drill it open, right? <laughs> and still didn't find the keys. But my point is this. Are you using the keys that you have as a believer being part of this church? Because he says, I've given you the keys. You know what keys mean? I, 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 I alluded to this last week, right? It means authority. Right? It means authority. You ready? It means access. Write it down, write it down. Access. You have access to the word of God. You have access to the Holy Spirit. You have access to deliverance. You have access to things that God, that the average person don't have access to. Why? Because you have been given access because you've been transferred into the what? The kingdom. I just want to deal with this key thing. You have authority. person who has keys has authority. It means that they are responsible. It means that they have a responsibility when you went to the car dealership and you drove off the lot they gave you the keys why because you proved that you can financially take care of it you had proof of insurance come on somebody they ran your credit it means that you had the authority to hold on to it and i don't know why as believers we don't use the authority that we have you have to use the authority that you have to tell satan Get behind me. You got to use the authority to tell Satan that not today, Satan. Amen. It ain't happening today. You know why? Because I got power. And here's the power I have. I have the power to unlock. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit in me, the Word of God. Watch this. I have angels all around me. I have prayer. Watch this as my weapon. And so, and so, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I have authority. I have access. You ready? Right, you ready? I have what? Authority. I have what? I have access. I have access to what? To all of the resources. Why aren't we accessing the resources? Why are we so down? Why are we so... Come on, somebody. We got access. Tell your neighbor, I got access. I got access. I got authority. I got access. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, watch this. He says, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound, what? In heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be what? Shall have been loosened in what? In heaven. So, so, so here's the next thing you have. 
y'all. You have an angelic assistance. Well, says God has given us stuff we can't see. Come on, somebody. We have heaven's air. We have heaven's attention that when we use the keys, is this making sense? Is this making any sense? You think you why do I why do I want to be a church member? Who wouldn't want to be a church member? But can I ask you a question? Why is it when we walk out the doors we go back to being who we were? Who we was, who we is. Because we don't understand our we don't understand church membership. Watch this. Go 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 to first Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. Ah, goodness. First Peter, First Peter chapter two, and verse nine. Oh yeah. Let me let me hope you real quick. Can I hope you right quick? I got keys. I got access. I got authority. I got angelic what? Assistance. Huh? Huh? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be? Listen, church membership is not just you showing up. You have something that the world don't have. Man, listen, I don't want to be part of the lodge. Uh-oh. I, I don't want to be part of the NRA. I, I don't want to be a part of the BIA or the NCAA and the CIA and all that kind. Of, I, listen, listen. I'm I'm so grateful. And listen, when I was a church, when I was a just a church member before I was a pastor, I, I counted a privilege that God would even choose me. Look at this. First Peter chapter two verse nine. What does it say right there? Look what it says. Two verse nine. It says, but you, amen. If you back up to verse 1, it says, put aside what? Malice. See, he's talking, see, 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 see. Remember what I told you, put aside mean? Sunday, y'all remember that? What's it mean? Arrow, lift it off you. Some of you trying to really put it off, lift it off you. Raise your standard of living. Raise your standard of thinking. Watch this. See, there's something about being in the world, but not being of the world. See, you can go in the world and do business. You can, you can build a, a multi-billion dollar uh, uh, organization and be in the world and not be of the world. Because your motive is kingdom. God wants to raise up some kingdom entrepreneurs now. And some kingdom people who are going to make a difference in the world. But but see, we got to realize something. There's some things we got to do. And one thing we have to do, we got to raise the standard of our living. 
But before you can raise the standard of your living, you got to raise the standard of your thinking. I believe 100%. Listen, some of you, some of us, we, 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 can be, we can move from one zip code to the next zip code. But if you got the other zip code mindset, you're going to destroy what's in this zip code. Hello, somebody. Watch this now. He says, he says, he says, he says, you are, verse 9, a chosen race. A what? A royal priesthood. That is what you call the priesthood of the believer. You and I are part of a priesthood. Now back in the day, back in the Old Testament, what would happen in the priesthood, here's what happens in the priesthood. Every believer is part of the priesthood. What is the priesthood? The priesthood are the people who were set apart to do what? To represent other people, watch this, before God. You're part of a fraternity. Come on, somebody. You're part. You're not an AKA or uh, what's the other one? You're a Delta. You're not that. What you are, you're part of a fraternity that's holy. The priesthood means that you have at your disposal, watch this, that the very, you can access, here we go again, watch this, the very presence of God but you can perform your sacred duties before God and him be glorified. When you serve, that's what you're doing. You're operating with the power of this priesthood. He says, not only is it a priesthood, but it's a what kind of priesthood? A royal priesthood. A what? A holy what? Nation. A people, watch this. For what? For what? Oh, so you really thought that you belonged to you. Can I tell you something? You are God's property. I don't understand as believers. You, you ain't running nothing in your life. But let me show you something. Some of us, I can tell you running everything in your life. I can tell because it's broke down. But when you're God's possession, you realize, Lord, here I am. I go where you want me to go. I do what you want me to do. God, I am sold out for you. Why? Because I am your possession. Can I ask you a question? Does God have any rights over you? Or do you rule you? How he going to give you keys and he can't own you? Oh, come on somebody. But your church membership brings you into the relationship with Christ. But when he puts you in membership in the church, why it matters is because now he says you are part of this. First of all, you're chosen. I ain't even. I didn't even touch that. that. Shoot that. Listen, let me tell you about the chosen piece. The chosen piece means this: that you were drafted. Do you know that there are at least 
Amen. One million people trying to make it to the NFL. One million in a year. Do you know out of that number, the average person that's going to make it is maybe like seven out of that million are going to make it for that one position? Watch this. God drafted you out of a bad situation. Some of y'all forget. But I don't forget when I met you. I don't forget. And I know if I don't forget, I know God don't forget. But the part that you got to understand about membership is this. God has chosen you. I'm trying to give you all these benefits. I hope you're writing them down, man. Listen, you have been chosen by God. He says a chosen people. So that means it, it, it falls in the doctrine of election. And the doctrine of election says this, that from your mother's womb before you were even born, God selected you to be saved. Now watch this. But it was your free will. He wasn't going to push it on you. He was going to just present the gospel to you. And you would make the choice. You could respond to the gospel. There are some people we witness to them. They don't respond at all. They, they cannot respond. Because they, they have not been what? They have not been what? I want to hear everybody. They have not been what? How do you feel that you've been chosen? Some of you look at look at the world, right? And you look at man, I wish I could be LeBron James. Oh, I wish I had this. Oh, I wish I was this. Oh, I wish I was that. But here's the thing, you've been what? Chosen. But here's the thing I want to share with you. You haven't been in the kingdom long enough to develop, or you've been in the kingdom long enough, but you haven't developed the relationship. You're chosen. And let me tell you something. This is not going to make sense till you get to the other side. You're chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people of God's own possession. So that. Watch the so that now. So that you may do what? You may proclaim the excellencies of. Of him. Let me tell you what that has to do with. That has to do with your worship. Your response for being part of the priesthood. For being chosen. For being God's possession. Is you proclaiming. Oh great are you Lord. Oh God I just worship you. God I thank. Listen what if we were to come to church. With that mindset every Sunday. Man I am chosen by God. I come into your presence. So I'm proclaiming the excellencies of him. Watch this now. What I love about Peter here. Peter said. And you know what I love about God? He always reminds me of where he pulled me out of. He says the excellencies of him who has called you. 
Not only are you chosen, but you've been called. That word kaleo. See, God has chosen you, but he called you. And when he came calling, you were able to respond. But I remember when God was calling. <laughs> and I could not respond. But let me let me break it down even better than that. There are there was there, there are people right now that God has been calling, but they are deaf. They are blind and they are mute because they have not been chosen. But you, how do you think you ended up in the choir? You think you think it's because you can sing? <laughs> how how do you think you end up in the pulpit? You think it's because you could preach? How do you think you ended up serving God? You think because you were such a good servant before? No, because God called you from a place. Look at the place. Look at the place. The, the reason I come and I proclaim His excellencies, the reason I come and I'm praising Him today, is because of what he called me out of. And if God has called you out of darkness and you're still walking and you're still living and you're still attracted to darkness, I wonder if he called you. Think about that. If he called me out of this, see, today I'm talking about call. Last week I talked about transferred. The transfer is made and you can't go back. But some of you want to go back to the place, to the dark place that he brought you out of. When you should just show up at church. Come. Come and worship. We got 12 people, 12 slots every Sunday. 24 people can come to church. And only a few people are faithful with that. Amen. And some don't even watch online. Amen. And I, listen, I, listen, I want to tell you something. As long as I live, you know what Josh, you know what, you know what Joshua said, right? Before he died. What did he say? As for me and my house, we going to what? Serve the Lord. I, I'm asking a question tonight. Are you grateful for where God has called you out of? Or have you been saved so long where you have forgotten where he called you out of? That's what happens to people. That's what happens to believers. We are very forgetful. We are sheep. We're, we're very forgetful people. But but isn't it isn't it, why does God got to keep giving you over to the desires of your flesh for you to get it? 
Every now and then he has to give you back over it to you for you to see. Okay, that's what you want. Go go have it. Because with God is free will. Watch this. He says he called us out of what? Darkness. Into his what? Marvelous light. That's your question. Is church membership marvelous to you? Is it a marvelous thing? Listen, is it, no, seriously, like, is it, is it a marvelous thing for you? Is it something that you look forward to? Is it something that you really desire? Is it something that, that makes you like, man, I got to get this. I got, if I don't get this, I know I can't survive. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, watch this. Let, let's go to Ephesians now. Let's, so he, he transferred us. He called us. He's chosen us. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. My goodness. Ephesians chapter 1. Now y'all stay with me now. Though. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now look what he says here. He says here in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul writes to this church in Asia Minor. And he's writing to them. This is the greeting portion of the book. And then he says, he says, he says here in verse 5. Verse 1, he says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the what? Will of God, to the saints, see that? Who are at Ephesus. And who are what? Faithful in Christ Jesus. In other words, what he's saying is, he's showing us that he's writing to the believers at Ephesus, the people who are in the church who are what? Faithful, because they are, they are proclaiming the excellencies of the Lord, because they understood that Asia Minor, where they grow up, where they grew up, which is modern day Turkey today, he says, listen, let me just say something. You don't understand what I came out of. Do I have anybody here today who can testify that God has brought me out of some dark, dark situations? He has pulled me up out of the muck and the mire. I was lost. I was far from him, but God brought me out of it. And he says to these Christians, to the faithful Christians, you know what I believe with faithful Christians? You know what I'm saying? But what I want to say to the faithful Christians, you need encouragement too. Oh, come on. I believe you need encouragement too. You know why? Because sometimes you can be working in the kingdom, working in the kingdoms, living right, serving God, doing what you got to do, right? Just, and yet you see people who ain't doing a crap or nothing. And guess what? You're saying, now look at that. Look how good they're doing. But listen, can I help you with something? The grass is never green on the other side. See, when you stand from a distance and you look, it may look better than you. It may look like they're doing better than you because guess what? They ain't been in church. They're doing this. They're washing their car and Sundays, they polishing their, ho- their windows and all that kind of stuff. You know, they doing stuff, and you're like, man, here I am going to church. But let me help you something. You don't judge a book by its, that book by its cover. You got to draw closer, and you realize that that grass is artificial turf. It ain't real. So they put pictures on Facebook and Instagram that they want you to see that make you think that they're doing good. But they are hurting on the inside. 
Because anyone who walks away from the Lord who has been called by God from the dominion of dominion of darkness and not doing what God has called them to do will be miserable. Are you with me? And what happens to a branch when you cut it off? Eventually it dries up. Are you with me? I don't know why I went there, but I did. Look what he said in verse 2. He says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed, uh oh, who has what? Blessed us with every, with every, not some. This is what I'm talking about access. Listen, you got to ask God, God, show me my, what is, Pastor, what is a spiritual blessing? Come on, what is a spiritual blessing? What is a spiritual blessing, y'all? Grace and mercy and peace and, listen, loving kindness, self-control. Worship, spiritual blessings. Watch this. See, we look to tangible blessings, but we are not praising God for our spiritual blessings. Lord, I thank you for the spiritual blessings that I have. I'm overflowing with spiritual blessings. Watch what he says. He says, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4. He says, just as he has. Hmm. What did he do? Where? No, 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 no. Where? Ah, in him. Because remember, the choosing and then the doing is two different things. You can't, you can be chosen, but you got to go in him in order to experience the blessings. Because you can't operate in the choosing without Jesus. Look what he says. He says he has chosen us what? In him when, now's the when part. Before what? Can I tell you something? You're looking for your purpose. It has already been written. Before the foundation of the world, God has chosen you to be where? In his kingdom. You ain't no accident. God does not have no accidents. No oops babies. You know what that is, right? Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this. <laughs> nah. Beef. Let, let, me, let, me, let me show you something. When you got saved, whoever led you to Christ, they were giving birth. And when you join a church and you have a pastor, he becomes your spiritual father. You, you with me? So now you have parental guidance. I told you that in God's masterpiece. You have parental guidance. God leads you through the man of God. He feeds you through the man of God. Come on, somebody. Now what you got to do is take what you've learned now and apply it to your life. Because he says before the foundation of the world that we would be what? And what? Before who? In what? 
in love. Verse 5. He predestined us. Predestination means it was planned before. Before the foundation of the world meant before. So, uh, tell your neighbor God had a plan. God's plan. I mean, God had a plan. Not Drake's version, but the Bible version. Come on, say amen. I got you right there. Right? Not, not Drake's version. God's version is this. Man, isn't that beautiful? To know you got a God that, that knows you. Oh, I'm sorry, who knew you before you were even a nothing. Before you ever, before your mama even named you. How did God, how did your mama know you were going to be named that? God already planned that. Right? Watch this though. Watch this. He says before the foundation of the world. And he says, and then he predestined us to what? Adoption. Are you seeing these words? These, these, are, words, these are parental words. These, these words are so powerful. You have foreknowledge. You have predestination but then you also have adoption now let me tell you let me tell you why it's an adoption or adoptive relationship because you were born in sin our daddy was the devil that's the seed we had and it tells you something about adoption because in this, in relation to Christ, adoption means that your old lineage is gone. And now you're part of a new family. And the house that you come back to, to be part of the family, is the what? The church. I don't understand how people don't want to be part of the church. Yeah, you're going to talk about the pastor. You're going to talk about the people. But let me tell you something. The moment you joined, it became imperfect. Because you're people. But let me say something to you. My daddy adopted me 22 years ago. I haven't always been a faithful son. I wish I had somebody. But the one thing you got to remember is that you can never throw away this relationship. You may turn your back on God, but God will never turn his back on you. You may go back and become a wayward child, or you may drift away from the, from, from, from the family of God, but God will never drift away from you. There's nothing that you can do to separate you from the love that he had for you before the foundation of the world. Why do I want to be a church member? Because it's the greatest, greatest, greatest relationship or membership that I've ever had in my life. Without the church community, we cannot survive on our own. There's a way, 
that seems right to a man. Lord, deliver me from what seems right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He says he predestined us to adoption as what? Sons. He doesn't treat you like an illegitimate child. You know, adoption. Adoption means, I know family, they adopted a little boy when he was born, actually. Little boy now is about maybe five or six years old, but that boy does not know that he was adopted. But he has gotten all the benefits of living a suburban life. He, he, he knows that's mama, that's daddy. But me, I'm standing on the outside knowing that they adopted him the day he was born. That's how it is. And, and if I can encourage you with anything, I want to encourage you like this. I want to encourage you to, to, to ask yourself, what type of son or daughter are you? You're part of this family. And because you're part of this family, you belong here. God has put you in a place to be cared for. I close it by saying this. He says, through Jesus Christ himself, according to the what? Kind intention of his will. It says to the what? To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the what? Beloved. In him we have what? Redemption through his blood. There's another, another doctrine you need to know. Redemption means he bought you. He paid the ransom for your sins. Through the what? Through the what? Through the blood. So it was expensive. It cost him his life to transfer you. What kind of church member you want to be? That's a good question. It's a great question. And one day, when it's all over, will have to answer that we have some faithful members in this church amen I want to I want to say that I, I do want to say that I, I, I want I, I want to tell you something a year and a half in this pandemic us going through all that we went through and I've watched God take a few people faithful every meeting every service uh, every, everything we plan to do everything we're going to do <laughs> you know everything we desire to do and I watched them continue and let, let me say this to you if I can say anything to you tonight, it is not going unnoticed. 
Okay? And where we're going Here's what I want to say. People are drawn to things when it's thriving. When it's, you know, they come at the end of the game, you know what I mean? But remember this. The ones who are faithful the ones who overcome shall wear a crown one day. Okay? And if you stay faithful, the times when you feel like I can't go on, I can't do it, Pat, you know, I just can't do it. You know, I just I'm just struggling right now, you know, that kind of stuff. You need to press your way in and understand something. You will be rewarded. Not only in the next life, but in this life. He says he will give you a hundred times much more in this life and in the next. So I am asking you to ask yourself a question. Why does membership matter? Come on, give God a hand clap for us.